Hey yo, ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome in to the week 15 betting video. Now I know what you're saying, Sal, where were you last week? I got all the comments, I got all the ads on Twitter and social media. Sal, where's the betting video for week 14? And I answered some of those, right? And I answered it with the same answer that might have been like, where's the rest of the answer, right? I just said I wasn't feeling like doing it, I didn't feel like doing it. And that is the truth. There was a Tuesday night football video that I did a video for last week for Showdown, for DraftKings, for DFS, and a live stream for that. So I added two pieces of content that I normally do, and I just was going to be a little bit overwhelmed. Was getting burnt out already, did not want to add to that, especially as we close out the year. So that's what we ended up doing. So now we're in a, a reset, right? We're here for now week 15. So we're all here for all of you. I appreciate you all a bunch. We got the bets in a couple weeks before that. I got my own bets in last week. Hopefully you did well yourself. And I'm coming to you today with bets from five games, seven total bets from five games, meaning that we're going to be going to spreads, but also a couple of over-unders in these games. So I appreciate y'all being here. If this is your first time finding me, we give you all the information. We smack you around with the information, all the ladies and the gentlemen and the fellas, the fellas, the fellas, to try and fill your pockets with those deep pockets, the deep information, the big facts, and also the dollaruskis. It's the thing we're all here for. The reason why you're putting your money up for grabs is to take home some more dollaruskis. So that's what we're going to be doing in this video as we go through a couple of our bets. But before we get into that, I appreciate it. If you can hit the like button, you can hit the subscribe button. If you've been rocking with these betting videos every single week, I appreciate you a ton. I appreciate all the support from when there wasn't a video and I'm seeing as much people and how many people really wanted that content and enjoy that content during these times. And the week 15 video is going to be sponsored to you and brought to you by our partners, Vigit, which Vigit is a sports betting social media app. So be sure to check it out. Download it today in your app store on Android, the Google Play Store, the Apple Store, whatever it might be. Take 30 seconds of your time. Vigit is where you can go in there and it's a sports betting. It's like a Twitter for sports bettors, if you will, but they also have a free sports book where you could use the Vig coins, which if you download the app and use my name, Sal, basically you use Sal to say, hey, we know that you're bringing these people to us. They're pretty cool guys and girls. Bang, we give them a thousand Vig coins. And you could use those to be playing in the free sports book, make some bets and wagers. And if you win them, well, you can win some Amazon gift cards and things like that. Now, all those things are great, right? The Twitter, the free sports book, but I really like it because of the information for every single bet and every single game that's going on, no matter the sport, no matter how obscure it might be, no matter how random of a game it might be in college football or college basketball, there's a detailed information guy on basically giving you education and going into these bets with some sort of information and not just going in blind. So you can have some information to actually make the right decision and then enjoy the game, win the dollar whiskeys, and it's a great time. So Vig gets pillared into a bunch of different things that you can get from it, and it's totally free to download. Download it down today in your app store and use my name, Sal, to get those free thousand vig coins to be playing with in the free sports book today thank you Vigit, for sponsoring the week 15 betting video all right fellas well, let's get into this one and we can start off with a saturday night yes that's right if you're watching this right now and you have not already known we have saturday night football for the next two weeks we have two games this upcoming saturday and then three games on christmas weekend friday we have a christmas game saturday three games it's going to be a ton of fun with weekends packed full of football the next couple of weeks. And we bring our attention to a game that is going to be on Saturday. And that's going to be, as you can see it on the screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, we put up a bunch of stats. I'll put them up in a second. We currently have the live odds on these games on the screen from a bunch of different sports books so that we know where our best numbers are. So that we're shopping, it's basically like getting items on a discount, getting the best bang for your buck in the betting markets. So I see the Carolina Panthers and Green Bay Packers here. And this is a game on Saturday and the Carolina Panthers, depending on when you're looking, are coming in as eight and a half to nine point underdogs. I don't have much interest in the spread here. I don't really have a lean. I think the number looks pretty decent, but the over under is 51 or 51 and a half, depending on where you look. I currently have taken the over 51 on DraftKings. Again, if you want to take the over, I recommend getting the 51, not the 51 and a half. And let me tell you why. Green Bay ranks number two overall in yards per play on offense. In Carolina, also top 10, they rank nine at 5.8. Those are great things to see. And now on the defensive side of the ball, neither of these teams are that great. Both are bottom half of the league. The Packers are number 17th in yards per play allowed on defense. In Carolina, bottom third of the league, number 22. So you have 
of two top 10 offenses in terms of efficiency to bottom half of the league defenses in terms of how much offensive efficiency they're allowing against them. Both teams right now are eight and six versus the total. So more times than not, they're being undervalued in the market by Vegas to start the lines and then also just by the market where they end up with those closing lines. Turnover differential is pretty similar for the teams and the Packers now after this week, after putting up another 30 plus point performance are now number one in total points this year. Carolina's defense ranks 27. So a bottom five defense versus the number one scoring offense in the NFL seems pretty damn good. This is another nice stat. So that's a positive for the Packers. This is a positive for the Carolina Panthers offense scoring against the Packers. The Packers pass rush because of Preston Smith, he's come on a little bit towards this last couple of weeks and really the last month. But for the most part, he's been nowhere near the player he was last year. Their pass rush has dropped significantly because of that. They were at times for most of the year, the number one pressure unit last year. They're number 20 in pass rush this year. And Teddy Bridgewater, when he is pressured, he becomes a bottom 20 completion percentage quarterback. When he has a clean pocket, the number four clean pocket passing quarterback in the NFL this year is Teddy Bridgewater. He should have time this week. Some personnel things on the offensive side of the ball. DJ Moore should be back this week off the COVID list. We'll track that. And there is a chance that Christian McCaffrey returns. He ended up tweaking a another injury last week and ended up being out already having a shoulder injury that's kept him out multiple weeks since the beginning of the year. So now Christian McCaffrey says he wants to play again this week. It would have to be one of these next three weeks. We'll see if that's going to be the case. But if anything, just upside and more personnel in this offense, it only gets better compared to where this total numbers currently sits at 51. The massive downside to be prepared for if you are leaning to potentially trail me for the over right now, these two teams, both of them are bottom five. And more specifically, both of them are bottom four in pace. The Panthers are the fourth slowest team in terms of how often they snap the ball. They're letting that playcock wind down between their plays. And the Packers are the second slowest pace team on offense this season. And if you watch any Packers games, you know that they basically go. And it's really a strength to Aaron Rodgers on offense. It's a strategy. He likes to use that, that hard count, right? So when he's using it towards the end of the play count, it normally gets players to go offside. So it's kind of a strategic thing, but these teams do play pretty slow. They don't run a ton of plays per game, which is going to hurt the over. We're hoping that the offenses are efficient and stay efficient here in these matchups against some pretty bad defenses. So that is the one major downside. We have a ton of upside statistics that I just shared with you. So I'm going to be taking as our first bet of the week on a Saturday night, start the week early here, the weekend early, the over in the Green Bay Packers versus Carolina Panthers game, 51, got it on DraftKings. And right now let's move into some Sunday games that will be the only Saturday game we discuss. Next up, we'll stay in the Packers division when the Bears and the Vikings are going to be matching up in this one as depending on when you look, the Bears are opening up as three and a half point underdogs or three point underdogs, depending on where you are currently looking in this one. And honestly, you could really get either side of this bet and make some cases for it. But I think there are some pretty glaring things. And we got to see a lot of them last week with this Minnesota Vikings team. They faced a pretty similar defense to what they'll face this week in the Bears, a top 10 defense on a lot of categories, borderline top five in the Tampa Bay Bucks defense. And they did struggle with that in multiple different areas. Now in this matchup, I am currently going to be taking the Chicago Bears plus three and a half. And honestly, I don't like the way that this is trending for what side we're on in it, right? Bears just get a big blowout win. You get Minnesota Vikings losing by double digits to the Bucks. You would think that if anything, the market leans you to go over to the other side of this one where it would be Minnesota. You would think that the public is going to be on Chicago. Well, honestly, there's sharps and professional betters on both sides of every single game, depending on where the number is. But early in the week, I am going to go to the Chicago Bears here just to get that three and a half points, especially with the hook. I like getting the hook a lot. I got that on DraftKings. The plus threes are in some spots. Be sure to find a plus three and a half if you have multiple books available to you. The Bears on offense, bottom five in the NFL in terms of yards per play on efficiency. Minnesota, top five in the NFL. So that's not great, right? The Bears offense, not good, but we know that last week, though, with Mitch Trubisky, we saw the upside against a very bad defense in Houston. And now they'll go up against very bad defense overall in 
both pass rush in run defense in coverage and secondary in Minnesota yet again very similar to Houston how bad they are in Minnesota so a nice spot at least for the Bears offense to get going here but the one thing that's not as likely on the opposite side of that one is that the Bears they have a top 10 defense in terms of defensive efficiency and they're top 10 in specific metrics right they're number 10 right now in yards per play allowed it's probably unlikely that for some reason that defense just gets exploited here by Kirk Cousins right if anything it's going to be a more difficult performance for Kirk Cousins in this one Minnesota ranks bottom third of the league 24th in yards per play allowed on defense so far against the spread this year Bears are seven and seven Minnesota is six and eight in terms of turnover differential the Bears are on average number 15 overall and right there's Minnesota these two teams are very similar turnover differential number 16 overall so you're not going to see much difference there Minnesota so this is what the game is going to come down to Minnesota is the number six overall offense versus the Bears number seven total defense when you factor in all the different types of things you're looking at tackling you're looking at run defense pass rush secondary all those things and then if you want to break it down even more the Bears have the number nine overall rush defense against Minnesota's number one rush offense basically led by Dalvin Cook, who they have been out with their backup running back, Alexander Madison. They've been without him the last two weeks. We'll see if he comes back. Not a major difference there. Amir Abdullah and Mike Boone have been the backups. I would prefer to have Alexander Madison. Boone is not terrible, but Alexander Madison could just kind of model a little bit more when Dalvin Cook needs a breather or comes off for his 20 to 30% snaps a game. He models Dalvin Cook in a better way in terms of what he brings to the table, a little bit more thunder and explosion. Minnesota is the number 26, and this is going to be very important here. Minnesota is the number 26 pass blocking unit this year year. That's not good. That is borderline bottom five in the league while Chicago has a top five pass rush. In this stat, this stat is why I like the Bears side of it with the points. Now it obviously comes down to a bunch of factors, but this one is very powerful. Kirk Cousins is the number two clean pocket passer this year. Number two accuracy in the NFL when he has time to throw. Again, I told you a bottom five offensive line is going to be facing a top five defensive line of the Bears. He might not have that much time to throw with Khalil Mack rearing down his face. He goes from being number two to number 15. Now he's still decent under pressure, league average, but nowhere near as good. And we saw that last week against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So that's going to be a big thing there. Bears are off the big win. Minnesota is off a bad loss, but I'm still going to be taking what likely will be a public side in this one, the plus three and a half. I don't know how long you'll get that plus three and a half. This seems like a game that will end on plus three in all spots. So if you're watching this, right now and it's available out there and you want to tail it be sure to jump on the plus three and a half we take chicago as our second bet of the day the third bet of the day is going to be a two-parter we're going to be taking a spread in this game and also the over under the game will be the seattle seahawks who are off of a massive win blowing them out geno smith basically played the whole fourth quarter against the new york jets and the washington football team who had a resort to dwayne haskins who did nothing in terms of an offensive side of the ball without antonio gibson no passing yards at all i think combined for both Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins, they were like barely at 100 total passing yards. No great rushing yards either altogether. It was just a very weird game, a defensive battle between two decent defenses in the 49ers and the Washington football team. Definitely a great defense, the Washington football team led by Chase Young right now. And now they're going to be going up against that Washington football team, the Seattle Seahawks. So the line is all over the place. You can find that at minus four and a half, minus four, minus five, depending on where you're looking as the Seahawks as a favorite. And the total is anywhere between 43 and a half and 44 and a half. We'll start with the spread in this one. I'm going to be taking the Washington football team at plus five. You have both teams coming off of a win, Washington football team on a four game winning streak. And the Seattle Seahawks, after looking very bad just a couple of weeks ago, they got a get right spot and be the best you can find against the winless Jets to this point. And they really laid it down on them. But if this game was really coming in at this point where it was Seattle coming off of their bad loss and then faced Washington and not the Jets, I think that you might be in a situation where you see this line being a plus three line at the very least, right? At least a plus three. So getting plus five, I like the extra points, the value in that line. Do I think that the Washington football team wins this one. I think that they're very live too. I think that their money line bet is not the worst bet out there, but I'm 
not going to be betting on that. I just think that this should be a plus three line. So I'm going to be taking the value with those extra two points that we can get. Because over the time, over the long haul here, if you get an extra point or two, that's a massive difference between losing an extra five bets in the year and being profitable or just winning that extra 500 bucks, depending on what your units are and not. So we could break down both of these things here, both the spread and the total really at the exact same time. So like I said, plus five for the Washington football team, the spread that I'll be taking or the total is going to be over 43 and a half. Now you can find the over 43 and a half as I record this right now on bet MGM. You can find that on FanDuel, uh, bet365, wherever you might have uh, a book or might have an offering to. But right now, the over under 43 and a half, I'll be taking with the plus five for Washington. So let's talk about a couple of things in this game specifically. Washington, not great on offense. We know that though, right? This is a team that without Antonio Gibson, we'll see if he's going to play this week, has that turf toe. It usually is something that keeps a player out really for like two to four weeks. So a one week absence and then coming back seems unlikely, but we'll have to track how severe it is. Washington, number 30 in yards per play, Seattle, number six in terms of offense. So we know that Washington is not great on offense. Seattle, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Lockett, Chris Carson now healthy. They're going to be a very good offense. But the completely opposites on the other side of the ball, and that's how Washington has really been winning these games over the last month, winning every single game, leaving their division right now. They are number four in yards per play allowed on defense, only allowing five yards per play, while Seattle is not. They're going to be borderline bottom 20, allowing 5.7 yards per play. So that's where the advantage in a major way, as you would probably suspect, comes from the Washington football team. Their defense against a turnover prone, not great offensive line, turnover prone. Yes, Russ is turning the ball over a lot, not great offensive line of the Seattle Seahawks. Washington is five and nine versus the spread so far this year. You're going to have Seattle right now going to be six and eight versus the total. Washington five and nine versus the total, that is, and Seattle six and eight against the spread. Washington seven and seven. And Seattle is a very whopping 10 and four, getting another win last week in the blowout against the Jets. And now turnover differential is basically similar. They're both around league average, slightly above league average. Washington, this is where it's really going to come down to. And a couple of stats will be pretty telling this week, depending on who wins this side of the coin. You have Washington as the number three overall defense versus Seattle's number seven overall offense. Now, if we break down into that a little bit more, Washington has the number five pass rush versus Seattle's league average number 15 pass blocking unit. The positive thing for Seattle though, is that Russ is good. He can move around the pocket and he is the number three quarterback under pressure this year. Very solid. Adding onto a good Washington defense, they're number three in coverage this year, and they allow the seventh fewest points this year while Seattle allows the 10th most. So basically what we know from this game on paper, Seattle is going to be able to score at least a decent amount of points. We know how good this Washington defense is, but because of how good Russ is under pressure, they'll be able to score points. It comes down to can Washington score points. The quarterback plays last week did not make that seem possible, but that's why the total is so low at 43 and a half. I'm going to say that they can score points. And then there's only upside if they get a guy like Antonio Gibson back. And this is basically the perfect matchup to do that. So I think you're getting value in the line. I think this line should be closer to plus three for Washington. It might be there by the end of the week. So we'll take the plus five earlier in the week. And then I'm going to be taking the over 43 and a half. Let's finish it up with, we have three more bets from two more games, two spread picks, and then a over under in one of these games. All right, before we get into the final three bets on the show, we cover four so far. I want you know about a co-sponsor of the show, which is going to be Monkey Knife Fight. You probably have already known from some of these videos, the player prop video that comes out every Friday. Monkey Knife Fight is a spot to be playing player props. Player props are probably the softest types of bets that you can find in any sport. Really, honestly, NFL as well. They'll usually limit some players, but depending on how much you're playing, you should be fine. You're only playing like 25 to 50 bucks a week, even a hundred bucks. You might not get caught onto too quickly, but the nice thing about Monkey Knife Fight is they're not going to limit you. That's the great thing about Monkey Knife Fight. You can combine player props. There's a bunch of different game modes you can play and the good people over at Monkey Knife Fight said, hey, if you're going to bring us some people over there, well, we're going to take care of them. We're going to give them, if they use their last name, so we know that they came from you, V-E-T-R-I, Vetri, will give them free money bonus up to $50. Ruski, so Monkey Knife Fight, a player prop site. And if you need any assistance or you don't really know where to look for statistics and things like that, one, you can look at Vigit, our other sponsor, or you can check in on noon on Fridays, Dylan Bird on this channel here does a player prop video through Monkey Knife Fight's props. So be sure to check that out. He's been having a great season so far. So again, using my last name, gets you a free money bonus up to $50. Thank you, Monkey Knife Fight, for sponsoring the week 15 betting video. Closing up shop here with a couple more games and a couple more bets. We'll start off here with the Philadelphia Eagles, who got a win in up 
upset victory with their rookie starting quarterback playing Jalen Hurts last week to rushing. It was a fun game to watch, right? Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts, these, these mobile quarterbacks that both had their rushing yards. It was very good to see down the stretch. You had a comeback, potential almost win on the onside kick from the Saints getting that back, but the Eagles held on to win. And now what you're going to get is a matchup as depending on when you look, this is going to be a situation where I think that people are going to start to bet on the Eagles here after they saw them knock off the Saints in public last week. And honestly, I can't blame you for it. I'm going to be taking the Eagles plus six versus Arizona. You can get that right now on FanDuel. It's at plus five and a half in some spots. This not, this line might get down to like plus five by the end of the week. If indeed we do think that the Eagles will be the public team. You have two teams coming off victories here. The Eagles obviously just did it in a major way as big underdogs with this nice refreshing quarterback change to really spark their offense. Now, I also like the over under in this game and we can discuss both of them as we go through it. So the over under, I'm going to be taking actually the under on 48 in this game. There's a couple of key glaring stats as I like, like both of those bets so we can get into them right now on the season, which is very difficult to judge as it's a new quarterback going to be leading the way the rest of the year, which has been reported and makes sense after that win. Philadelphia is number 27 in yards per play allowed at just 5.0 or yards per play on offense. That is at just 5.0. That's not great. But, and this is a big difference here is what you're going to get. Jalen Hurts starting this past week. So one small game sample size, but the best their offenses look this year, 6.3 yards per play for some sort of context. And I made a tweet earlier about this. I'll put it up on the screen for some sort of context. The Packers averaged 6.3 yards per play. The second overall efficiency metric in the NFL, only behind the chiefs at 6.6. So that's how good this offense was clicking this past week against a top five efficiency defense in the New Orleans Saints. So yes, Jalen Hurts, he didn't throw for 300 yards, but he was very good on the ground. It opened up Miles Sanders with the read option to go for over 100 yards and two touchdowns, had that big 80-yard touchdown on It opened up Jalen Hurts to throw decently, right? 175 yards, didn't have to throw all that much in the second half as they took the air out of the ball. But their offense averaged 6.3 yards per attempt, and that was very good to see, or yards per play. Arizona is number 12 in that metric, so still top half of the league in yards per play at 5.7. But the downside is their total defense, taking into everything into account, tackling, run defense, pass rush, pass coverage, 27th in the NFL, borderline bottom five. The Eagles are overall top 10 in yards per play allowed on defense, and so is Arizona. That means a good metric. They're only allowing 5.2 the Eagles, and Arizona is only allowing around 5.3 yards per play. So two pretty good defenses in terms of limiting efficiency. Against the total this year, the Eagles are 6-8, and eight, Arizona is 4-10, and 10, and against the spread, the Eagles are 5-8-1 and one after winning last week as underdogs, and Arizona after winning as well, and covering the spread is 8-6. and six. You're getting a pretty bad Eagles offense in terms of turnover differential, but a lot of that has to do with Carson Wentz, who isn't there anymore, and Arizona is top 10 at plus 3. Philadelphia. So this is going to be a pretty big stat here. And a reason why I like the plus six either way, how efficient they were last week, but a pretty big reason why I'm going to be liking this team. Philadelphia is number two in pressure versus a top five pass blocking unit in Arizona. Kyler this year, when he faces pressure, somebody who's still been dealing with an injury, he's getting healthier. We could talk about that in a second, but Kyler is number 36 in the NFL under pressure this year. That means that there's been four other starting quarterbacks or backup quarterbacks or guys who have had to fill in due to injury or benching that have been better under pressure than Kyler. He's been that bad under pressure this season. And really he's been timid. He's been able to take off and run. And this was the first time this past week he ran for 47 yards. The first time in the past month, we've seen him rush for more than 31 yards, which is basically every single week to start here because of the shoulder injury. He averaged 6.9 yards per attempt this past week, which is the best that we've seen in a month as well. It's now four straight starts below 7.2 yards per attempt, which is the league average. And two of those were at five yards per attempt or below, but he's getting healthier. And this was by far his best start this past week in the past month, a month and a half since having that shoulder injury. So I'm going to be taking the fact that I do think that this Philadelphia one, the points in general, they can backdoor that if they need to, but the Philadelphia defensive line really keeps them live for a victory in this one against Kyler, who struggles against pressure. And then the reason why I do like the overall under in this one, instead of taking the over is the fact that you're going to get two teams that are top 
top 10 in defense in this game with two mobile quarterbacks who are going to be running the ball a lot, who use the read option. I think you're going to see more so the ground game being used in this one, a faster paced game going on against two pretty stout defenses that can limit touchdowns to field goals, which is where the under 48 will take into effect. So two of our three final bets in this game, it's going to be Philadelphia plus six against Arizona. Got that on FanDuel. And then the under 48 and a half, which you can find on FanDuel points bets right now. It's on 48 in some spots. It's 47 and a half on bet MGM. So be sure again to be checking where you're getting these bets. Let's finish up the week 15 betting video, which is likely going to be the game of the week, or at least it should be the game of the week. And that's going to be, it's not a Sunday night game, believe it or not, the Sunday afternoon game of the week. I assume it will be on Fox. Saints are a home NFC team. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New Orleans Saints in this one. And again, it's going to depend on where you're looking at this. The Chiefs are opening up at minus four and a half on DraftKings, minus four on FanDuel, minus three and a half on points bet. So be sure to be taking the right number that you want in this one. Look, everything in the world right now is saying to be taking the New Orleans Saints. Everything. All the trends at this point. The New Orleans Saints coming off of a loss as an underdog, as a big favorite, they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Kansas City Chiefs continue to win. Although they don't cover the spread for only the second time this year, they get backdoored on a field goal in the final couple of moments of that game by the Dolphins and Tua. Tua, who had no passing weapons left, lost Gusecki, lost Jakeem Graham, already lost Preston Williams weeks ago, had his starting quarter running back, Miles Gaskin, on IR. Backup running backs were gone as well, right? Or on the COVID list for Miles Gaskin. Devontae Parker got hurt early on in that game. He was throwing to nobody at that point. Adam Shaheen, a tight, a tight end. He was throwing to Lynn Bowden, who was a wildcat quarterback out of Kentucky and was in the draft as a running back playing wide receiver. He was throwing to Matt Collins, who was terrible for the Philadelphia Eagles, had like one catch in five or six weeks last year. This is who he had to throw to, and he still was able to backdoor and put up a good amount of points from Tua. That's now two good starts in a row that we've seen from Tua. But regardless of that, everything is saying off of a loss now, the Saints at home as underdogs in this one, you take the Saints. And I really want to. This is a game that I think you can go either way. I'm, there's a couple of reasons why I'm going to be taking the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you could boil it down to just Patrick Mahomes if you really wanted to at that point. Betting against that guy normally, as you can see, for since he's been a starter in this league, is going to be very rarely working out for you. This year alone, 12 and 2 against the spread, and almost was 13 and 1 until the final couple of moments last week. But if we're going to be betting on the Kansas City Chiefs, we want the best number. We don't want the minus four and a half or the minus four. We want them to win by as little points as possible. So we'll take the Kansas City Chiefs at minus three and a half right now and get that on Bet MGM or Points Bet or a couple other sites, Bet 365. I'm seeing. And let me discuss why, and then we can boil it down to a couple of key points. So some of the stats on the screen right now, Kansas City is the number one offense ahead of the Green Bay Packers in yards per play on offense, 6.6. New Orleans right around average at 5.6. Now on defense, Kansas City ranks average, number 16th in yards per play allowed, while New Orleans has been very good. And, that makes, and that's what makes Philadelphia's win last week with Jalen Hurts even more impressive. New Orleans right now is number three in yards per play allowed on defense at just 5.0. And Philadelphia was able to average 6.3 last week. Pretty impressive. Two very good spreads, two of the best teams against the spread in the NFL this year. The Chiefs are 12 and 2, the number one team, and top five are the New Orleans Saints now at 10 and 4 after losing last week. Kansas City is number two in total points, and New Orleans is number five in total points as well. So, two top five offenses coming up in this one, but also very sneakily, uh, you might not think so for the New Orleans Saints. It might be obvious or, or known at least, but for Kansas City, both of these teams are in the top six in points allowed. That's a positive thing, right? So both of these teams are limiting points from their opponents in the top six, and both on offense are in the top five. So which one is going to weigh out here, right? Which one is going to win out and which one weighs out more? So let's look at a couple of things. The Saints have a number nine pass rush, but Kansas City's offensive line is pretty good, number 10 overall. And Mahomes is not terrible in the pressure, number 14th overall when pressured. So right around average to above average in the NFL. Now it was nice to see last week, New Orleans got Alvin Kamara finally involved. A man who only saw four targets in three games with Taysom Hill to start the week. Last week alone, he had 
had seven receptions in the passing game for week 14. A lot of that maybe has to do with them trailing in the game, but there was design screens and it was more of a conscious effort to get Kamara involved because he's such a major part of their offense in the passing game. Now, like we said, the narrative here basically comes down to New Orleans is off a loss. Kansas City is off another win. So all the public, you know, is going to be on Mr. Patrick Mahomes. The guy just never loses. And honestly, right now, I like that side of it as well at minus three and a half, but everybody's going to be on him at this point, which is a little bit worrisome. The number will move. So that's why I'm trying to get it at minus three and a half. And you think that the bet to try and just kind of galaxy brain your own brain here and go against what your actual instincts say is to go on to the New Orleans side of this one because they don't have to win. Just stay within that three and a half points or really the four and a half points, depending on where you're getting it. And really you can almost middle this number right now. Like I like the side of this that says New Orleans plus four and a half, just as much as I like Kansas City minus three and a half. That's how much a half a point or a point really matters here. And you would tend to lean New Orleans in this situation, but I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes for a couple of reasons. The quick fire offense of Patrick Mahomes in this one. You saw last week, New Orleans really, when they got down big, even against a team in Philadelphia, who Philadelphia, you don't think can really keep the gas on and they couldn't. They got up and scored 21 points pretty quickly, 17 in the first half, and then didn't score much the rest of the game. But it was very difficult for New Orleans to play from behind because Taysom Hill had to use his arm. He had to throw for almost 300 passing yards. He had to get them back into it, not with his legs, not with Alvin Kamara rushing down two to three scores, but with his arm. And it wasn't enough. And it never really felt like enough. Even if they got that onside kick, it never really felt like enough. And now you're going up against a totally different team. Not this Philadelphia Eagles team that for one game averaged 6.3 yards per attempt, but this Kansas City Chiefs team that on the season is averaging a season high and a league high 6.6 yards per attempt. So I have concerns. This New Orleans team that is a good defense, they're going to have to stagnate Patrick Mahomes. And nobody has done that this entire season. Oh, you held Patrick Mahomes to 28 points. You think that you stagnated him? Nobody has really been able to do that this year. I am a little bit weary that this New Orleans Saints team can put up on the arm of Taysom Hill if they get down enough points to really cover this spread. When on the opposite side of that one, if you even get down by 14 points in this game, if you're the Chiefs, I have no doubts in the world that the Kansas City Chiefs, just like last week when they got down early, can come from behind and even cover this three and a half point spread. So that's what it's going to come down to for me here. I think I have more outs with the Kansas City Chiefs, which seems obvious, whereas I think a game has to be very perfect from a defensive standpoint for the Saints to win this game and to cover this game. So for my final and seventh bet of the week, we'll take the Kansas City Chiefs minus three and a half. Be sure to check where you can get that. I have it on DraftKings right now. So thank you so much for tuning into the week 15 betting video. We'll have a week 16 one. Maybe we'll do a little bit of a Christmas special for there, the Christmas weekend games, week 17 one. And then the playoffs starts only a couple more full weeks of football, season long fantasy football ending up, but we'll have DraftKings daily fantasy football videos all the way up and until the Super Bowl, which again, a couple months, all the way up until February. So be sure to like and subscribe as we push towards 35,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I appreciate you all a ton in advance and be sure to check out the sponsor of the show, Viget, using my name, Sal, when you download that app, we'll give you a thousand free Vig coins to play in their free sports book to win some Amazon gift cards and some other prizes. And then Monkey Knife Fight, my last name, V-E-T-R-I, of a player props video on Friday to help you out making some of your player prop bets. It's a ton of fun. People in my Discord are talking about it as well. So you get that. You get a free money bonus up to 50 bucks. Support them. Support the show. I appreciate you all in advance and have a great rest of your day.